You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey gang, welcome back. It's time for episode 168 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Big show this week, guys. The news is finally starting to loosen up a couple weeks out from from Celebration. I am super excited. We've got uh, some some new updates from Star Wars Celebration Chicago to share. Uh, We've got the Resistance finale to talk about. A rumor about the Game of Thrones guys series of films. And a couple of questions from the powerful friends to get to. So... Um, let's not wait. Let's just jump right into the podcast. So what's going on, guys? Carlos, how was your week in the whole Star Wars world? Uh, my week was great. Uh, I had a really great time. I built a Lego X-Wing, Luke's X-Wing, the Red 5, and and it's uh, it's the captain's birthday today, man. So happy birthday, Kyle. Aw, thanks. Yeah, as we record. Shouldn't even be uh, yeah, here so today. That- yeah, seriously, man. What a loser. <laughs> yeah, so it was good, man. I had a good weekend. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this upcoming week of uh, pulling my hair out and uh, trying to record two songs. Uh-oh. Uh, Looks like yeah. someone's procrastinated. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I, I, I worked a lot today and the last couple of days. And um my neighbors are remodeling their uh, their basement, and I could actually pick it up in the microphone, and it's pissing me oh. off. So I had to scrap a lot of tracks. Did you hear my voice crack? Um, yeah, I had to, uh, oh, <laughs> to scrap God. a lot of the tracks. That's so annoying. Oh, man. Brutal. You're going to be that guy with the broom handle. Knock <laughs> it down. Knock it off up there. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Oh god, that sucks. So it's gonna be it's gonna be more like say hello to my little friend. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna get spicy. Oh boy. Re- record that. We'll put it on yeah. the end, the next Sith Disturbers. <laughs> Actual <laughs> murder. <laughs> How would Patreon uh, flag us then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question, actually. Oh uh, guys, uh listen, we know that uh, we've flagged you for erotic content, but murder. Ew, I don't know. <laughs> we might have to actually report uh, this one. Uh, I'd like to state for the record that uh, I don't own uh, a machine gun, uh, nor am I looking to uh, acquire one. So, where would one even go? Uh, I guess there, I guess there's places to go. Oh yeah. Hey, uh, we're we're uh, very close to a border where uh, I could just go to any gun show and pick one up. So, uh, well, I yeah. know I know that you live uh, like twenty minutes from an actual gun range. Really? Yeah. 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 It's in like a little just... shanty town, not too far from where you live in Ville Saint Pierre. Maybe not the place oh. you want to have a gun range. Sorry to anybody yeah. listening in Ville Saint Pierre at the moment. It's it's actually like five minutes from my house. Yeah, look out, buddy. Look out. Oh jeez. Yeah. Dangerous. What about you, Corey? How was your weekend? Well, it's fun, man. Had the family over for uh Nobody cares. Yeah. T- Kyle, what about you, man? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was for Kyle's birthday, actually. So you kind of. I... <laughs> no, I, it was actually both our kids, 
born on the same day, Kyle. We had the the big trifecta birthday thing, so that was fun, man. Yeah, good times. Kids were a bit of a holes at times, but you know, I guess that's what happens when you put a bunch of small children together. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, preach, preach. Uh, what about collecting update, Corey? Or was uh, were you tapped out from birthday expenditures? Yeah, pretty much. Like I went on the hunt. I looked around today. Went to a few EB games. Went to the local Walmart. Went to Walmart out near our way. I see that they restocked some of the archive figures, but you know, I don't need to build any armies there or anything. So, yeah, I just uh, kind of called it quits in that regard. Just got my comic pull, and yeah, like I said, spent a lot of money on you guys <laughs> just to uh, kind of scratch the itch. And uh, I don't know. It's all fun, you know. Like it's it's awesome. Like uh, my kid's seven. Hit Kyle's is five. I'm what. 38 Kyle's 41 and we all enjoy the same things <laughs> it's great <laughs> it is really weird I don't know if there's any been a, a time like this at any other point in history where people middle-aged people enjoy what their small children are liking I mean we all have like survival in common so we all like surviving that's probably been true for all of human history but yeah this is weird it's it's weird well, to I have think the same this, hobbies as my kids this is a lot has to do with us too you know like uh, we made the call like I guess he was probably like five or six when he watched his first Marvel movie and since then he's just he's been able to handle it you know so we let we let him do it and it's uh, it's been super fun man yeah we watched uh Guardians volume one today nice yeah, we actually we watched we watched the end of it like the last hour or so the kids loved it I mean it's, it's so funny there's there's nothing to not like about that movie oh we are Groot come on yeah, my daughter cried when Groot died, and they laughed when they laughed during the dance off. It's all good, man. All good. Uh, yeah, I love that James Gunn is back, baby. Say this that is, for SD, this I is, guess. Yeah, that's good news. That is good news. Um, my collecting. I've got a lengthy collecting update for a change. Yeah, bring it, bring it, bro. I got some too. So go ahead. Uh, well, I started off my weekend coming home to some lovely prints from my friends and family at the unmistakably star wars podcast thank you guys devin eve the rest of the team you guys rock so i I got that at long last that that luke skywalker print that i was bragging about from outer rim originals finally got that in-house as well as uh imperial invasion which is a a great uh painting of the plains of hoth with the atats in the background so cool can't wait to get those framed up and on the wall uh, following that up, uh, I found some, I've, the last pieces to the first wave of, of resistance figures. So I found those two packs of, of Poe with BB-8, as well as Yeager with Bucket. So those got added to the collection. I'm done with resistance how much, now. How much did you splurge on those? You went to, were they 19 bucks? Yeah, they were more than, it's, they were, they're hard. I couldn't it's, believe it's it. Tough. It's tough. I, I, I saw the pricing on that a few weeks ago and I was like, geez, man, like doubling the price. Just for bucket, adding Bucket's a droid. Cool. I mean, come on. But I, I, I had to do it. I had to, uh, especially on the heels of of the finale, which I was impressed about. Which we'll get, we'll get to. Um, I, I had to pull the trigger. I had to complete that first wave. So, what are you? Are you opening them, or are you keeping them in box for now? Or have the kids got their hands on them? No, I've got mine in box, and they have their own. They've got a few of their own. I'm sure that'll change if they find out I actually have. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know that I own these. <laughs> aka they are hidden in the closet right now up high so they don't see it yet uh and then following that up 
uh, this morning. My kids woke me up early, brought me a gift bag inside the thing I'd been looking for for a long time, Carlos. Kylo Ren's TIE Interceptor in Lego form. Nice. Yes, sir. I've been looking forward to that for a long, long time, eyeballing it every time I go to the store and then just not pulling the trigger. But uh, the kids did for me. They pulled the trigger for me, brought that home. So that'll be a project we take care of in the near future. Nice. Yeah, I can't wait to get to that, man. 638 or 83, I can't remember. But uh, it's going to be a good build. That'll be a good two, three-hour build. Have a lot of fun with that and then watch my kid drop it. Yeah. <laughs> but finally, uh, the my 40th anniversary collection took a major step forward. So I, I was only half done. I had six of the 14 available figures. Well, now I'm down to needing just three. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I, Holy added, cow. Yeah. It was a big step forward, man. I added the Tusken Raider, the Death Star Commander, a Jawa, and Kenobi, and a Stormtrooper. All absolute mint condition inbox. I couldn't believe it. Nice. You know what I paid for those five? Don't tell me. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Quick math here 85 bucks. You're close. You'd have been over. <gasps> Jesus. Yeah. 80 bucks. Wow, Where? It works out to 16 bucks a piece. And I can hear the disdain in Corey's voice. Seriously. 16 <laughs> bucks a piece. Found it on no. Facebook Marketplace. Really? Absolutely. The guy was They're practically fakes. in your backyard, Carlos. You wish, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have more? No, but he said he would look for me. He said he would, oh. he would you know, he said, what else are you into? I said, it's Star Wars. I have the, I have the disease. It's, it's, it's an illness. Whatever you find, like, just put it up on Marketplace, tag me. I will have a look at whatever Star Wars stuff you can find. And uh, so, yeah, he said, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. But that was a week ago. Haven't heard from him since. But I, I want to be able to say that I've got a guy, you know? Everybody's got a guy. <laughs> so I hope, I hope now I have a Star Wars collectibles guy. But, yeah, so now I'm on the hunt for 3PO, R2, and R5-D4. And that'll, that'll be it for my collection. Man, R five. I think he's he might be at some EBs somewhere still. I've been to a couple in the last two three weeks. I've not seen him. Otherwise, I would have done it. But yeah, that was my collecting update for the week. A big one. A big one. But I'm happy about it. All of it is stuff that I've I've been eyeballing for a long time. None of it was brought in on a whim. So yeah, the collection gets a little heavier this week. How about you, Carlos? Well, for me, it's uh, when my kids get Lego, uh, Star Wars Lego, it's like we all get Lego. So um, uh, I, I spoke about it earlier. We uh, we have Luke's uh, Luke's Red 5 uh, from the um, last year's uh, last year's collection. But uh, my sister also got uh, my son the uh, movie inaccurate <laughs> <laughs> heavy scout walker. Uh, from uh, from the Last Jedi with uh, Jarul Hawks. Oh, is that and, the one? Like uh, it's like almost like it's like a half spider walker type thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, if it was going to be more movie accurate, it would have been like probably twice as wide, uh, and uh, not have like a swivel head. Anyways, it's all good. It's Star Wars Lego man, so I love it. And uh, so we we haven't built that yet, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna be doing that soon. But uh, I also got some more information about some some Star Wars Lego sets. 
And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. We're still hanging on for the UCS. We, we need. I don't know when they're going to drop the information uh, about the UCS on May the 4th. Uh, everybody's saying it's a Tanta 4. We, we've been saying it's the Tanta 4 for a long time, but uh, I, I'm, I need the confirmation. Like, I'm, I'm losing it. I mean, that, that's, that's a month and change out. Yeah, exactly. What's, what's so, the holdup? Uh, I have no idea. I really have no idea. The only thing that uh, I, I really like that was um, was dropped this week, as far as information goes for collecting, is the Star Wars Lego Darth Vader bust. Oh, yeah, it was sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're gonna be releasing that at uh, at Celebration as an exclusive or like a semi exclusive, which will also be available at Target in the states. And uh, so I put the call out to uh, our good friend Rob Cast and uh, in the Knights of the Commonwealth uh, Knights of the Commonwealth uh, Twitter uh, Twitter group. So if anybody's going to uh, to Celebration and uh, gets uh, the opportunity to pick that up for me, I need two. <laughs> <laughs> Just a small ask. I, I I no, I'm serious. I I need two. So if. Uh, Anybody's able to get one, I'll wire you the money, uh, hand it over to Robert Cast. He's going to cross the border with it and then ship it off to me. So I, I want to keep one in box because it has the 20th um, anniversary uh, box art on it. And uh, since I'm getting all the 20th anniversary stuff in double just to keep them sealed, I need this one too. Yeah, because one can imagine that that will become a, a really serious collectible not, not in the not too distant future. Probably. Uh, the, the the sad part is that we know that half the people that are going to get it uh, at Celebration, it's going to be on eBay within an hour. So, oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, they can all... Uh, yes, I know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah, some people, <laughs> that's, that's what people do, man. Like, if they're not into collecting, they use that to help pay off their, their Celebration trip, which I uh, get. But at the same time, it's... Don't do that to collectors, man. I'd never do it, but in some weird, sick way, it kind of makes me feel good in the sense that, like, if, like, take, for example, the uh, the Afro that we received last year. Uh, like, I was just like, oh, like, check online, like, right after, like, I don't know, it went up, like, 75 bucks or something. Now it's kind of come down a bit, but at the same time, like, if you own it, it's kind of cool to say, like, okay, like, this is what people are willing to pay for it. But at the same time, like, I would never go and gouge someone for it, you know? I don't know. I've seen you in action. <laughs> I don't really. Well, with you, maybe. <laughs> that sounds about right. Where's my bike? Oh, Where's my bike? I make up for it with, uh, with good birthday presents. <laughs> By the way, I think maybe you got taken for a ride on that, on the pricing for that. You think? Yeah, I think a little bit. I still love it. I mean, it's going up on the wall. It's a, for those who don't know, which is everybody. Uh, Corey bought me Spider-Man and his amazing friends issue one dating back to like, I, like 1982 or 83. I, I, knew he, I knew he bought that for you because he sent me the picture. Ah, uh, yes. I remember that. That was well, while we were, we were recording Sith Disturbers. Perhaps. Yes. Yeah. yeah this, that was an expensive day. I'm like, I'm going to loosen up my, my comic book guy. I'm like, here's a, uh, I'm going to take it to, I'm going to go deep this week. I'm going to give you 80 bucks on like, like whatever. Like I had what my kid had, like I had a whole bunch of stuff that he had like reserved for me. So I'm 80 bucks on that. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, what do you want for that? And he's just like, yeah, like whatever he said. And then I'm like, oh, like you could do better, you know? And he's just like, 
It's like, no, no, I really can't. Uh, it's like, he's, he's for its age, it's like, in, it's in very fine condition. I was like, you know what? I have to have it. <laughs> you drive such a hard bargain. I asked yeah. once, you said no, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. It's, it's really, really cool. And apparently, apparently it's the first appearance of, of Firestar in, in comic yeah. book form. That's what I've heard. I'm going to look deeper into that. I, I love getting first appearances of characters. Uh, all right. So that's that, uh, celebration. It's right around the corner. We've, we've got like two podcasts left to deal with before we, we get the deluge. Uh, but the panels are good to go. This they're set. And some of the bigger, we'll talk about the bigger ones here. So Friday is going to have the episode nine panel from 11 a.m. Yeah. till 12 p.m. That's central time. Uh, and then Friday also has Vader Immortal, which is, I think, a VR game. Uh, what else? On uh, Saturday, we've got Galaxy's Edge. And then we've got the Rebels panel. We've got the Jedi Fallen Order, the video game panel. And then moving into Sunday, the Mandalorian and Clone Wars panels. And then... On Monday, mop-up day, as I like to call it, we have panels for The Phantom Menace and Resistance. And of course, there's a ton of other panels, but those, I think, are the big ones. So what do you, what, what do you think, guys? Is it, is it all about Friday, Saturday? Well, first and foremost, I just want to say, like, holy shmee, mother of the, of the maker. <laughs> like, it's, it's so surreal now. Like, even though I'm not going, I see this every time Celebration comes around or any of these events... Like, I I can't imagine the excitement level that the people going must be experiencing right now just for the simple fact that, you know, I think it's I think it's pretty much a lock uh, to go all in in the fact that they're, we're going to get at least a title and some footage at Celebration for Episode 9. So, I mean, it's on now and just me being excited so much for that and them going there for that and to meet up and and just party for those few days like, man... It's awesome, man. I'm, I'm so happy for them. But yeah, man, like just brings things uh, like the t- it's it's here now, you know, and now it's on the deluge is, is coming. You know, we're going to have so much to, to talk about soon. Yeah, man, so, I can't wait. I wish I was going even if it was just, even if without a pass, I would have gone just to hang out with the boys after. Oh, yeah. Uh, man. At, at the brewery and uh, with uh, with Steve and, and uh, the guys from the Rogue Squad pod, like just um just shoot the breeze about the the star whistles. Uh, yeah, that would be the coolest part, I think. Yeah, definitely. That For would me, be that's uh... so much fun. Oh my goodness! You know what? I can always do it. I could just get in my car, throw my guitar in the back, and just drive, and then just hang out. You know, <laughs> I could easily do that. I could sleep on a futon. I got no problem with that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh... I would have uh, loved to. It requires to have been a there. little bit of planning. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But uh, I mean, nothing's holding me down. Hmm. Well, now you're gonna get it. Now, <laughs> Carlos, come on, man. They're gonna they're gonna grease you up good now. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is it? A twelve hour drive, fourteen hour drive from Montreal? Oh, probably a little longer than that. No, no. It's, uh, I've heard twelve. 12. I've heard twelve is the number. I think twelve is it. Hmm, it's interesting. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, 
it would be fun. That is, that is for sure. But you know what? There's gonna in the days following, like that week after, is gonna just feel like Twitter is gonna feel like a hangover. People are gonna there's gonna people are gonna have the con crud. People are gonna be exhausted. People are gonna be looking at their credit card statements, and Twitter is just gonna be like, oh no. <laughs> but but yeah, seriously though, it, it's on, man. Like this is it, man. Yeah, I mean. Really, like I said, we're, we're, we've just got two podcasts to go before we can really start talking about things we've seen for episode nine. And that and is so cool. Not even only episode nine either. Like, hopefully we get a little something from the Mandalorian. And it looks like they've wrapped filming now, too. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, Clone for sure. Wars, too. For sure, we're going to get something from Mandalorian. Absolutely. Clone Wars as well. I expect you, a little footage there, maybe in the first episode. Are you guys wait? Are you guys ready for the tsunami? the tsunami or the, the platoon of star wars stuff that's gonna i am, I am that's always gonna ready come. i am always ready <laughs> you know what's not there though like there's nothing yet on a future filmmaker future filmmakers panel i heard you whining about that i know yeah i am whining about that i i know we're spoiled we're very very spoiled this year is going to be huge and amazing but i i want more and i know i shouldn't but you know, aren't you a little disappointed though Sound like Anakin. Maybe we'll get I some know. surprises, you know, like who knows? Maybe Ryan Johnson will show up or Benny Offen Weiss or George Lucas. Like uh I know what you mean. Like I'd like to to get some more info info on you know some future stuff, not the stuff that we already know is going on. But uh yeah, I mean let's let's try and digest what they're essentially trying to throw at us with this onslaught that's coming. Like Carlos said, like it's the first time we're ever going to have this much content in one sitting, I think. Well, I think that's the thing. Like, there's so much new stuff coming that maybe that's – it makes sense. I get it. Like, that's, this is the focus. We have so much stuff to spoil you with for 2019. Let's focus on this for celebration. But, oh, man, it's – I would – I'll feel a little tiny bit of a hole if I if we don't walk out of a celebration knowing something, even just a target date. That just the most bare minimum thing. Oh wait, guys, just, that's just in. Ryan Johnson just got fired. Uh, right before <laughs> celebration, can you guys? Right before celebration, that's incredible. So stupid. When are they gonna learn? Oh, when are they gonna learn? Oh, I feel bad for the guy. You know, he's probably he's probably got all the he's got his hopes up and he's got probably material written down and he he just gets fired. Anyway, Hayden Christensen's going. That's going to be fun. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, he's, but it specifically said that he's he's there and he'll be there for autographs and photo ops. And you know, no word if he's on any panels or something. But it didn't stop people from going crazy. Oh, he's going to be in the episode nine panel. Yeah, no. that would be a More big luck. no. If if even if you let's just say for example that Anakin or Vader is in episode nine, they, there's no way that they would ruin that by bringing him out on stage being like Hayden's back no way they wouldn't god they'd be I think that'd be nuts I'll be absolutely stunned if Hayden Christensen is on the episode 9 panel absolutely stunned almost to to me it's it's I don't don't even know if it's compare but it's almost if not on par with the I am your father moment if Vader somehow manages to weasel his way into this film you know what they, they um, should do? They should have like Hayden walk out on stage during the panel, let everybody go crazy and go, uh, guys, I, I was just looking for the bathroom. 
Oh, Ooh, it's, it's, whoops! That wrong ex, uh, exit stage. Exit stage left, and he just can, he just walks off stage. <laughs> Done. Uh, this just in. Uh, Christian Haydenson is going to be in episode nine. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, interesting. Go. Interesting. Yeah, we don't know who that is, but uh... <laughs> well, let the speculation mill start. Yes. That's <laughs> his clone. Oh. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about Star Wars Resistance here. This is with spoilers. So if you've not yet seen Resistance, a what is wrong with you? B. Skip ahead. Skip ahead about fifteen minutes or so. We've got uh, we've got to we've got to address this. But first off, like let's just back up to the final moments of uh, No Escape Part One, where we saw the destruction of Hosnian Prime, but from Kaz's point of view, and. That that was a, like such a sad moment, like he couldn't believe what he was looking at, and like the, blowing up that system, like easily the worst thing that's happened, in maybe in maybe ever in Star Wars, but it, I think it was worth seeing from another point of view, and and it gives Kaz and Leia something in common, which I hope they touch on in season two, which I thought was interesting. But uh, what did you think, Corey? Resistance yeah, I'm kind of right down this. Yeah, the same page as you there on the uh, Hosnian Prime thing. I thought that was really cool. He handled it pretty well, even though he was pretty sad. Like, Kaz manned up. Like, I liked it. Like, he's he's usually such a goof, and he still kind of was. But for the most part, like, uh, like that certain je ne sais quoi that Poe really saw in him, it's really starting to shine through in a big, big way. Like, he took the reins on this one, and I thought it was really cool. Like, kind of new tam the character tam we knew where that character was going but th- there's more to come there as well like that relationship's for sure gonna they're, they're gonna go after that again which is is kind of interesting uh, anyway I'm, I'm just a lot more invested now the way the series ended with uh them actually escaping but being this tighter knit unit where hype phase on and aunt z come back for them you know in that ship so everybody's in the Colossus, which, again, was super cool. I had no idea it was a ship either. I thought it was just a platform. And then it was able to go, like, like submersible, which I thought was super cool, too. And then it turns into the ship, man, and it's such a cool design. Like, that, th- those last few moments of that uh, episode were pretty tense, man, with the Star Destroyer popping out of uh, orbit, popping into orbit. So I don't know, like the, the, the timeline leaves a lot of stuff up in the air, man. Like we're playing right into Last Jedi territory. Like I'm I'm almost starting to think there might be a little mention in the film of this group of freedom fighters. You know, it seems like these guys are going to band together. Like that ship seems quite formidable, no? Uh, I maybe. Uh, Carlos, also, like, did, I, did you watch the finale? Uh, I didn't actually. I'm waiting for uh, this. Was what No Escape Part One? Uh, we're into. Well, we just prefaced No Escape Part One as as the destruction of Hosnian Prime, but No Escape Part Two was the finale. Okay, so that's that. See, right now on iTunes, I I, I wanted to research just before I started talking. Uh, it's not even a, No Escape Part Two is not on iTunes. Ugh. So, so I've I've been trying, and I'm trying to buy the season pass, and it's not allowing. There's like a glitch with the iTunes store for Resistance, and um, all the episodes are available to buy uh, at an individual price. But I mean, I don't want to. It's not worth sixty dollars. 
<laughs> so yeah. So uh, yeah, they have to give me. If I'm gonna pay forty for The Walking Dead, you better believe I'm not paying more than forty for Resistance. <laughs> so that is that is absolutely fair enough. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's it's a bit tough, but uh, I mean, I've seen. Um, uh, quite a few of the episodes and i'm really looking forward to it and i i mean i'm not i'm not uh shying away from any of these spoilers so uh i want all the information as much as possible um and i have been watching a couple of pir- uh, pirated versions what so we here at tumbling dare. saber do not con- <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what about uh what about dakar kyle you think that was a little well well, well yeah let's let's build up to that but let's let's go back to Tam because I think her storyline it was is huge, and like her, her defection to the First Order is it's complete, and even though they've been you know hinting at it for the last few episodes, like to see her see it finally go down, you know it was well done, but it's still a bit of a shock to the system because we we've, we've seen plenty of uh, Imperial or you know bad guys turn good, but we don't often see it. I, I have we seen it go the other way. Yeah, probably I mean, Anakin, not. Anakin notwithstanding. No, but it's it's their propaganda machine. Like they they definitely manipulated her and confused her and turned her against her friends. You know, with the right information. So that's what I was saying before, in the sense that I don't think her storyline's over uh, in regards to her relationship with them. I think being especially an animated show, like I feel like. She's going to have a come around at one point. She's going to realize that she had made she's made the wrong decision, you know, like more and more. She's with these guys like like I don't think she knows about Hosnian Prime yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting. If, I don't know if I mean, they, everybody it seemed like everybody tied to the first orders took took that moment to watch what was happening. So I, I can't imagine she doesn't know. But she's also so removed from you know, from, from the whole conflict that she could easily believe that the resistance is a bunch of terrorists and the Republic is flawed and corrupt. You know, like she might be completely bamboozled into thinking that by now. But yeah, I, I think what they've done with her is super fascinating. And like, will she go deeper and deeper? Will she be full-fledged? Like, will we see her in First Order officer garb next season? Or that's like, because the the timeline makes a big difference here. Like, if if episode nine is one year after you know after episode eight, that, I mean, it, it, that's not a lot. I guess in animated you could do what you want, but realistically, it's not that much time for her to go right down the rabbit hole and then figure it out and then get a way out. So I, f- I feel like they got to tackle this fairly quickly, even though I'm sure that it'll be a bit of a one of the main arcs of, of season two. Yeah, I'm right there with you. We're going to see her grow and realize for herself what they're all about, the First Order. So what we're going to see, are, this, this is the question that I had, is do you think that they're going to do connective tissue between Last Jedi and Episode Nine, uh, whatever the title is going to be? Like, you think that they're going to, that's what season two is going to be, about that 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 period between and giving us that uh, that connective tissue. I guess it'll give us a piece of it. But I Yeah, it depends what well the the big I think the big question is the way this season kind of ends off, like spoiler alert, is they you know they're taking off on the platform and they're supposed to be going to Dakar, 
like pose like it's it's a resistant hideout like we'll, we'll be safe there but kind of when they they escape in such a hurry that they're kind of like we don't know where we're going to end up kind of in hyperspace when they come out of it so i really like that aspect of it they have this whole uh, ship full of people now and you know they all kind of banded together to to escape and including the pirates and so do you think do you think that they get to uh season two starts and the colossus gets to the car after uh all the ships uh, go into hyperspace and there's like the wreckage from all the bombers and that's i was thinking that but yeah it's very open-ended because niku is like i don't know where we're going <laughs> like what do you yeah, mean he's like, like ah, we had to leave in such a hurry that uh you kind of just hit go you know just hit the button and they just took off okay 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 so if they, yeah, so if they're they definitely want... not going to to Dakar. So my other question is this: Is do you think we're gonna get some resistance talk or stuff that's gonna connect episode nine and resistance from episode nine, or you think they're gonna do the opposite? Yeah, I, do, I, like, I don't see episode nine referencing resistance, I, but I could see the other way around. Yeah, I think the other way around is the easier, safer bet. But if if you were to like. Let's say a character in episode nine uh, mentions the Colossus. Yes, that's what I was going to say, too. Like, that would be the perfect, just like the ghost being in Rogue One, kind of like just something perfect like that. Like, yeah, but that's that... not really mentioned that. Yeah, that's like an Easter egg. I'm talking. Yeah. actual meant. I'm talking more mentions as opposed to Easter eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Like Get something Doza. intentionally part of the story, like Greg Grunberg. Um, what's his name? Uh, Snap says, guys, let's go. Let's head to the Colossus to refuel and regroup. Yeah. Something like that. I, I doubt it. I. I. Dude, at this point, because, you know, the, the crazy thing about Kaz is uh, the the actor who does the voice acting for him. What's his name? Sean Christopher or Christopher Sean? Or... Yeah. Which one? <laughs> Christopher Sean. Anyhow. <laughs> and he does a great job with him. Christian Haydenson. He... Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, he looks like him too, kind of in a weird way. Like, And I can see that kid in, a, in an X-Wing. Although I don't know, I just don't know if they'll go there just because episode nine is already done filming and who knows if they have time to go over everything together and coordinate. But it would be nice to see or have a little uh, mention there, especially. But but now I'm thinking what was Kyle was saying, the fact that they don't know where they're going. I think this story is going to take a different direction where they're going to be tackling a different problem as opposed to the main problem or trying to get back to the group and having to solve uh like defeat some kind of first order thing on, along the way, kind of, you know, like if they don't succeed in their mission, then there's no way that Poe and them can, can succeed in theirs unknowingly, you know, like they don't know that the Colossus is out there, but I, I see it going more down like that in the future. Yeah. I think they kind of, and almost like, like a lost in space type thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, but it, it could be wrong. I mean, they, I think they'd be smart to connect the dots where they could. I mean, I, as a canon junkie, I love that stuff. But as a storyteller, I would not want to be shackled. You know, so I, I don't know where they take it, but I'm excited. I'm sure whatever they do, it's going to be compelling. I I, I loved what they did with, with Resistance. I really thought they, I, I was really, really impressed. But yeah, I like the animation a lot too. Yeah, I, I never had a problem with it. From the first preview, I was like, nice. I like the look of this. And all the way through, I was totally comfortable with the style. But yeah, I, I'm when thinking, thinking about cool them too? going through. Hold on a sec. Um, 
Just like if, if they showed up at Dakar, like there'd be nothing for them to look at, right? Like they'd be looking at the flaming wreck of of the Fulminatrix. The other two Star Destroyers would, would be gone. The Resistance fleet would be gone. They'd look down at, to the planet surface and see the base was destroyed. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Could it be like that? Could be it. Like maybe they're like following them around like that. That's it. Like they they around, show up. Right? Like they they go through their own trials and tribulations to get back and maybe deal with this first order problem, and then they finally reach Dakar to find, like you said, the aftermath. If and then if, being like, sorry, oh. if if they get to Dakar, if that's where they end up, because they could. I mean, yeah. as much as they say, oh, we're kind of going anywhere. They, I suppose, Dakar could still be that place if they want. If they want to go down that though, route. So, Let's like, imagine it. they imagine they get to the car and then they get that message with Leia's code, but they think it's a trap because they believe that they were destroyed and that's why they don't show up to Crete. Yeah, because I imagine oh, they'd get to Dakar and be like, oh boy, like, the resistance has been destroyed. Like, they're, they're all dead. But yeah, that would it's... be cool. That would be a good way to end that season, the second season where, you know, they finally reach Dakar to find it uh, in ruins and then get the message from Leia and they're like, what do we do? And that's how you can kind of end it. Yeah, I don't know if that would go all the way to us the end of the second season. That's 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 a tight timeline. Maybe maybe uh, ha- mid season, mid season break. Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Next, yeah, you know, we really are. It is a, a really tight time frame. Like, hold on, hold on. Actually, because because if they do it at mid season break, which is beginning of December, it converges with Last Jedi, and then Episode Nine comes out on the sixteenth of December, and then when they come back. After the holidays, which if you look at Resistance this year, they came back, uh, I think it was on the 13th of January. So there's almost a month until episode nine, till uh, part two of of season two, where now there's going to be no spoiler because episode nine came out. So it would make perfect sense for them to have a mid-season break be at, we received a message from Crate. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that would be pretty sweet, and it, w- it would help really determine exactly how much time passes from the moment they leave Dakar until they send that message from Crate. Exactly. We, for us, it could be anywhere from like twelve. Well, no, it's they, eighteen hours, twenty hours. Yeah, they've it's got at least eighteen hours of fuel, but we could tack on any amount of hours to that. But that would really, yeah, because they made their way to the surface, and we don't know how long it took the first order to get down there, and uh, Leia seems to have been waiting. And Star Wars uh, hours are longer. Yeah, exactly. Depends <laughs> which system you're on. Yep. Ah, oh, man, I was I was so so impressed with them. And like to, for me, like this whole season one, like as as a whole, I, I think we got something that we didn't get from Clone Wars or Rebels in that this show is more sure of itself than the other two were in their first seasons. Mm, I like that. Like yeah, the, that's a good point. The tone of the show never wavered. Like it was always like you when you watch Resistance, you knew what you were getting. Whereas so, like sometimes the other shows, they especially with with uh, Clone Wars, like one one week was a thriller, then it was a mystery, then it was uh, like a political thing. That I liked. Yeah, I'm not I'm not criticizing it. I'm not saying it's it's it made it bad, but it made it uneven. 
But resistance yeah, was that. was confident in itself, and it knew what it was going trying to be the whole way through, and it, that that well, really impresses me. I'd say the difference more, not necessarily. I like what you said there with the different genres that they played with, but I really like that they did that in the Clone Wars. Like that was a big thing for Lucas. But I think it's something uh, like the growing pains of animation, kind of. You know what I mean? Like having done clone wars now rebels feloni being the supervising director i think he is again of this show like he just he's got this down to a an art form now you know where he's just like boom 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 and like you said like you're right like the show never did waver even though i haven't been as enthralled as i have been with the previous other animated shows i thought it was great and like you said i think it's a really good point in or a good statement or description saying unwavering because it's always stayed the path and true to itself, you know? Yeah, for sure. And you know, you know what else it does, which I think it's imperative that these animated shows do, is especially this one, because of how tight it is to uh, the movies, it's like this made The Force Awakens better to me. The way they show the other side of it for Kaz, and the way it's like we see that these two factions are working together, like Kaz's group and and Leia, they're trying to get together. It's they're it's not connecting. We know the reasons why. Now we're gonna watch to find out if if Kaz and his group can figure it out from their end. And it makes to me it makes the movie better. It deepens the first order too, because the way that they play themselves is so slippery and oh, like they cut, try to come off as the good guys, you know. And yeah, then... well, what we what we saw them do with the pirates, right? Like they they pay off pirates to make people feel threatened and then they come out and, and then, sweep out the pirates yeah. and go look what we did for you yeah we offer protection and then they and then the thing is that they they off, come in with protection but they don't go they they stick around and say yeah no we're going to stay now this is our place now we 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 made you safe you need us we're not leaving and now you're making this place unsafe <laughs> yeah it it made all that much much better for me because we didn't we don't get a lot of that in these new movies it, they just kind of get right to the right to the heart of it but i'm i'm excited for season two bring it on and carlos i love what you said about how uh the the finale the mid-season finale should that should really tie very tightly to the to the last jedi and to episode nine they've got to do something to feed that beast what about um, do we know when season two is scheduled to come out? Yeah, give it two weeks. We'll know. <laughs> True. <laughs> There's a panel. <laughs> Listen to this just just quickly. You might uh, think of this as sacrilege, Carlos. There, but uh, the 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 toy, the three and three quarter um, X wing, or the three and three quarter toys that fit in the X wing, pose X wing. There, the one that came out for the Force Awakens. Like I bought that years ago when it first came out and uh, my, like the front, uh, the nose of it, like for some reason it, it always comes off like on purpose. Like it's like this rubber tip. <laughs> anyway, it comes off and it kind of makes it a little more flat at the nose. And my kid was like flying around with, he put Kaz in it and he was just like, he's like, when are they ever going to make a fireball? Like he, and I thought that was so cool. Just that he was like, I'm like, Oh man, like this is his star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I want the fireball, like, especially after the last episode, like seeing Kaz like rocket, you know? Well, it's true. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like there's like kids growing up now have so many different things that they can say, that's my star Wars. That's the thing that got me in, whether it's clone wars or rebels, 
the prequels, a lot of, like, we're seeing that more, like, every day it feels like more and more people are saying the prequels are my Star Wars. And whatever, that's fine. Whatever got you into the franchise is is a-okay with me. But some kids are going to go with Resistance and say, that's what pulled me in. Awesome. And uh, you want to talk about the toys when you talk about um, what Lego is doing with the Resistance. Uh, they're releasing two ships. And I love that they're doing ships and they're not doing, like, playsets. So it's Ma- Major Von Reg's uh, The Red TIE Fighter. And uh, they're all, they also made The Black Ace. Which is the the modified tie? That, yeah, those uh, are both going to be really cool ships. Definitely cool, but there's already some backlash. This is what I love about Star Wars fans. We're not ah, we're, we, we're not, not happy, happy unless we're mad. No, no, no. I don't like Resistance. What are they doing? Cut to cut to this week. Why didn't they make a fireball? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and uh, that goes to what Corey was saying is that I believe that. The fireball is definitely in the plans for it's uh, by the end of the year, we're going to have a fireball in a Lego. I saw, I saw someone make their own. Did you see that by any chance? I didn't see any. No, I'm, oh. I try not to pay attention to mocks because what happens is uh, you get sucked into this vortex <laughs> of all the things that they could make and haven't done. And it's frustrating. <laughs> uh, that, that got me thinking too. Though. Imagine if they did a Lego Colossus. Well, yeah, I was just about to say a UCS Colossus. It I mean, almost looks like that ship was made for UCS. It's yeah, coming. man, dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they they tested the waters with the first season. I think they got a really good response. They already announced the second season. They announced uh, the panel. We have two two ships from from Resistance uh, come, dropping on April first. And uh, I wouldn't suggest that you buy them on April first. I'd wait until they get to twenty percent off, but that's a different story. And because um, you know, a little overpriced, but um, no, definitely, man, we're definitely gonna get the fireball. We're definitely gonna get a Colossus eventually. Um, and uh, man, good things. It's it's really it's really really cool. Absolutely. Spoiler man. spoiler alert, but um, correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle. Did uh, I think uh, Major Von Reg? Uh, that's gonna yeah. bit the. It's over. He's done. It's over. Eh? He's done, huh? And yeah, I was about to say, like, it wouldn't surprise me if he lived, like, well, just a certain angle. He popped out. He hit the ejection seat. Whatever it is, like, I was surprised to see that. I mean, yeah, the, the this marketing, was like the first the, sort of uh, like real Tie Fighter, like dogfight that we got. It, it took long enough, but we finally got like a, a full length, fully realized dogfight scene, and they took out Von Reg. Who took him out? Kaz. There you go. Yeah, Here comes the, the fireball, baby. <laughs> that was actually a pretty funny moment, too. because Von Reg was all over Yeager, and it was Kaz that bailed him out, shot down Von Reg. And Yeager says, um, man, that kid can fly. And Kaz is like, I heard that. Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, it was a funny, like, it's, and that's it, too. Like, Kaz is a goof, and it, like, the show's humor might verge towards slapstick, but... And this is a credit to Christopher Sean. His characterization of Kaz, for me, is super endearing. I love the character now. Indeed. Not that I ever didn't like the character, but I like I love I, now. I love the character. Man, I could so see him though, like in live action, playing that character too, though. Uh, I suppose you may have to apply a little bit of that that uh, de aging technology. He's yeah, I know he's a little older than. Not that he's old. I mean, someone in their 30s is not old. 
but no, yeah, Kaz is like character. Yeah, Kaz is what 19, 20 years old. I don't know that it Tops. would work. All right, let's let's put aside resistance for now. It it was a I thought it was it got better as it went along. The last five six episodes in particular were were really really solid, and I I'm I'm totally set for season two. Can't wait to see that. All right, so the big news last week, which isn't really news, but a rumor came from Star Wars Newsnet about the Game of Thrones guys, Benioff and Weiss, and their next Star Wars saga, according to them, will be set hundreds of years prior to the Scar- the Skywalker saga. Now, you can imagine what this did to fandom uh, this past week, and the reverberations are still being felt online about that, but uh, their source told them they were approached about working on the next movie this autumn. It is not the Ryan Johnson trilogy. It is the Game of Thrones guy's first movie, and it is set during the Old Republic as Disney wants to open up the Star Wars timeline and appeal to a more Game of Thrones-style audience. So that's sort of the thesis here of of the report. Just one, one sec before we continue. When they say... Old Republic, isn't that thousands of years as opposed to hundreds? Yeah, that, that, that's I got a big uh, asterisk exclamation part <laughs> beside <laughs> that as well. Yep, I think there are some things to be questioned in this report. Because if you say like, oh, it's uh, 400 years before, well, Yoda's been, Yoda, exactly. is Yoda going to be in it? Is like Because he's been teaching Jedi for 800 years. So is, is that where we're going or is it really, really Old Republic style? Yeah, I'm on the same page there. Like big thing for me like I, I really hope like hundreds of years kind of means nothing for me we know know they were at peace for a great long period at least a thousand years of peace man so well, that and while the sith kind of bided their time true but there was still that peace you know like if we're talking like i'm thinking i don't want to say knights of the old republic but uh i'm thinking a well, couple thousand it. years everybody thinking, everybody wants to hear it Everybody wants Kotor. Everybody wants that. Well, I think it's no surprise that, you know, it's nice to get this final uh, bit of information. But again, this guy's not even too sure what he has here. He's saying, take it with a grain of salt. It's very sketchy info. But well, yeah, it's like, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's really important to note that like Star Wars Newsnet themselves in the report say that this is a single source report. They couldn't double. They couldn't get this confirmed with a second source. And that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, and well, either either way, it's not a far reach to to write something like this. Anyhow, like it seems like a perfect fit for them. There's no surprises there, right? Like we've all kind of said that this is kind of something that's be in their wheelhouse. Uh, yeah, and like John, who wrote the report, like it's he even used wording like like you know the wording he said that that was given to him is a bit on the nose, and I completely agree with that. And it like it it has some some of the hallmarks to me of, of being fake news. Not that Star Wars News is reporting fake news, but that maybe they've been told something that isn't necessarily accurate. But I want to roll with it because I don't think we can dis- dismiss it out of hand. Like they're they're a good source, and if they've got scoops, I think they are absolutely worth talking about. Um. So yeah. okay, first thing I want I want to put put on the table here. <clears throat> So, uh, like, what about a script being ready so soon after completing their Game of Thrones duties? Like, to me... Ah, they were already working on it beforehand. Like, I, I find this, like, really hard to believe. Like, I, I don't know how quickly these guys can work. 
and I'll be really surprised and really impressed if they've already broken their story and designed the arc of the series and characters and and like you don't just do like one one script and be done like you you revise it three four times like i'm i'm so on the same page with you there too like that's my first thing like if it's if if it were to be true it means that they've been working on this thing for a lot longer than we've imagined you know like they came in with an idea all those well that year ago when we found out they were finally working on something and they maybe possibly been working on it since even though game of thrones you know it's coming out recently they've been done filming for a while maybe they went into overdrive i don't know but to me from a production standpoint as well like you said kyle it seems i don't know a little unfeasible from like you know when you think of costume design and set design and well all I, this stuff that that stuff would be starting up this summer if, if well, they sort of yeah. Uh, do yeah, we remember do we remember when they announced that these guys would have their own was it at SD23? Uh I'll try and google it quickly. Because this is this is the way I look at it, okay? As somebody who has um a creative uh, campaign and and has to produce monthly I I'm 5 steps ahead. Okay? Like I I know what I know what I'm going to be doing at least five months ahead of time. It, it doesn't mean that I don't scramble every month to finish what I'm supposed to do, but <laughs> um, I have, I, 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 wait, I, hold on. I have I'm a sorry. feeling. I have a feeling that when they, when they announced that DB uh, uh, Benioff and Weiss were going to get something, they already gave them a treatment for a script. They had already been working on something. They probably said, hey, uh, we're considering uh, maybe giving you guys something that's, uh, you know, Old Republic style. Uh, see what you could put together. They threw something together. They gave it to Disney and said, okay, this is a great uh, template for something we're looking for. Go ahead. Do it. And then they announced it, that these guys are going to be doing a movie. It's it, They already knew what they wanted to do in the first place. It was, it was uh, February 6th when it was announced. So it's over a year. So they, they were probably working on it before The Last Jedi came out. Yeah, I, I, even possibly, I, I've thought about this too in that regard too, and that's such a good point, Carlos, in that how does it work in that regard? Is it Disney or Lucasfilm going after these guys and saying, hey, love what you do with Game of Thrones, why don't you see what you can do for us? And Or is it them saying, hey, Disney or Lucasfilm, we love Star Wars, look at what we did. But regardless of what it is, I just don't think it's saying, hey, we love what you do. Let's work together. You know, I think one I think Benioff and Weiss had an idea with a maybe not necessarily a whole script, but they, they had something flushed out. They have to have uh, a pitch. A to, yeah, they had something A to Z. You know, they had the they had something worked out. They had so the, for, the bones. For me, what, what I think happened is they cast Gwendolyn Christie as Phasma. And then they cast. Uh. What's that uh, cutie pie's name who played Kira? Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. So, th and they're they're both in Game of Thrones, and and now the Mandalorian. What's his name? And and, and everybody loves Game of Thrones, and they had these two people come into the Star Wars universe, probably talk about how how much fun it was 
on set with these guys and it probably piqued the interest of the producers at uh, at Lucasfilm and said, hmm, maybe we should reach out to these guys. Maybe yeah, it might also have maybe, something to do with the amount of money that came through to make it. Yeah, well, for sure. For sure. For sure. There's that's definitely part of it. Like if if they were part of a terrible, terrible show, it's like why would you even reach out at that point, right? But it's funny because you do see people not happy about these guys. I mean, there are people who are thrilled about these guys being in, and there are people that are not happy at all about these guys being in. Because they don't like what they did with George R. R. Martin's work? Or because they yes. just don't like Game of Thrones? Uh, a bit of both. That they don't like the... The, the way they, they're, they're, they're presenting it. Well, just, yeah, the... You know, Game of Thrones is brutal. Game of Thrones is a brutal show. And people are like, ah, and and myself included, don't want that brutality in Star Wars. Although, I mean, I got to think that that's something you talk about at the outset. Like, guys, this is Star Wars. It's a little more family oriented. We'll tone that back. And they go, "Uh uh-huh. Okay, that's fine. Um, But also that people are saying that, you know, once the, the show broke away from the books, the quality of the writing took a nosedive. And people are going, man, these guys suck. They're overrated. You know, they're riding Martin's coattails. So I don't know. I don't, I I cannot comment. I'm only seeing, you know, what, what people are saying out there, but I I don't know. What were you going to say, Corey? Well, I think it's more from like, maybe not necessarily like a brutality standpoint. It was more a, a world building standpoint, like getting these different, these seven families or whatever it is, like in game of Thrones, like something, Something like that, like where these these different factions at play here in their in their script, you know what I mean? Like something that's I don't, I don't know. Like even what about this for example? Like I wanted to ask you guys: Is this film like even though it's Old Republic, hopefully again thousands of years, not necessarily hundreds, but is the Force going to be galore and the Sith galore, or is it just? Maybe a uh, no force film. Well, you know that's, I mean? Maybe it's, well, that's the thing. We were, we were just talking about it. If it's in that hundred year time span between, uh, you know, the prequels going back to, you know, a thousand years before that, apparently there were no Sith. And unless they're going to play fast and loose with words again, apparently that whole time was peaceful, right? With, I guess, maybe minor conflicts here and there. Where are you going to fit in a, a major conflict worthy of a series of films? Exactly. Unless you go like, unless you go to some other part of space, which is disconnected from, you know, from from whatever galaxy we're in here. See, to me, when they say this, the the thing that makes the most sense for me is, um, the wars that lead up to the peace, where people believe that the Sith are extinct, which obviously we know they're not. They just went into hiding, right? So um, maybe it brings us to Darth Bane and the rule of two. Oh, sure. Uh, Carlos, I like the way you said that right there, though. Like it just kind of sparked something for me. Just like the last Jedi, the spark, you know, of the Jedi being this close to extinction right now. And, you know, transferring of that information. It could be that grand victory for the Jedi order and eliminating this Sith army and like, but no, they're like there was that that one route that you didn't get, you know, the spark of hope for the the dark side. Yeah, so for for me that that's where I think these guys might be like canonizing all that all that pre uh, Paxa Galactica, you know, 
But that they nice. might. They be, might. It'd I mean, be they're... nice juxtaposition, though, too, if you think about, like, how this series is all about the spark of hope and all that. Like, th- maybe their series ends on, like, the spark of, like, well, you know, it'd be a happy note on the victory, but also at the same time, they'd be planting seeds kind of like Revenge of the Sith or the Phantom Menace, you know? Yeah, like, but they, I think they'd have to go, like you said, Corey, back further than hundreds of years and technically if you went back 1100 years or 1200 years that's still hundreds of years yeah so i mean i that is a meaningless word to me as well yeah i think it's just wording i think it's a misunderstanding but but what it does do if you go back a thousand years it takes it takes out the the connective tissue to our current saga because then you don't have any characters that that could could be like yoda's not there right so um if you go back that thousand years you're really going into a place where you're not going to get um, problems with canon. You know what I mean? And I, I absolutely want them to do that. I don't. Perfect. Maybe Maz is or- the character. <laughs> Maybe Maz becomes that that guide. She could be. I mean, she ran the watering hole for a thousand years. Who's to say she's not 2,000 years old? Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll see her in her younger days when she was you know, quite the catch. And less, uh, less tangerine <laughs> yeah a fairer complexion something like that she looks um, like she's been in Boko Raton <laughs> for, for centuries yeah <laughs> well and, and you know I think a lot of fans automatically their brains drifted to Old Republic and KOTOR as well and man like of course that's my blind spot we talked about that a couple weeks ago I don't I don't mind if they go to that time period but I would not I would not want them to just I like if they did a straight adaptation of what exists in Legends. No, they won't. I'd 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 I'd, I'd be really disappointed. No it artist would, would do that, man. Like from like and like, not only well, that, but what, think about it. That that's where my brain went. No way would they sign on just to do an adaptation. What are they doing now? <laughs> They've been adapting Martin's work until they had nothing left to adapt. So no, but yes, I look, they would do an ad- adaptation if they want if they if they were asked. But the the beautiful part about it is that there's uh, nothing is canon now, so they can pick and choose. They can cherry pick from all the best of all the novels from the past. You understand what I'm saying? So it's it, they have that opportunity, which is why I love the fact that they they threw everything back into Legends. Yeah, uh, so all that stuff. It's I like cherry pick, man. Go cherry for it. Take- cherry pick the best stuff that's available. Then you you recanonize that, and then you can build backward and forward from that from that standpoint. Uh, I think it's great, and um, you know, like I, I haven't gotten into Game of Thrones, and I know as soon as it uh, gets on a streaming service that I that I own or that I subscribe to, that I'm gonna binge it. So, uh, even though I'm not a fan of dragons, but whatever. And um, like, I'm I'm really looking forward to it because they have the world is open; it's wide open, and this this also tells me one thing. That if they're going to go to the past, Ryan Johnson might go to the future. Sure, do it. I I, I I kind of hope they do. I was thinking the opposite, man. Like, maybe he has because it can go either way with him. Like, he's done both, really. Like, he's put that spark of hope for the future with Broom Boy, but also meeting Jedi Prime. Like, I hope if anyone's going to tackle, like, early, like, the the first Jedi, you know, so the last Jedi, he does the first Jedi. 
I don't know. Yeah, I think I guess. he'd be the man for that too. I feel like Ryan is is gonna go. Like I, I think they said for Ryan's release when they announced him getting a new series that they'd go to a part of of, of space disconnected from this series. So I, I feel like I feel like unknown regions. You know, I mentioned how we've been talking about unknown regions and all these other materials for the for a long time now. I feel like we're gonna hop over that border and take. You know, there'll be a, a series of films set in another for all intents and purposes, another part of the galaxy with entirely new rules. Yeah, the Ashla and the Bogan. Everything wiped clean. Nothing, there's nothing to lean on. I feel like somebody's going to, is going to, someone's will, will get that ticket. So anyway. That's amazing. Yeah. I, yeah, just with the adaptation stuff, we're pulling from Legends. They, I, you got to be super selective. Because Re- Darth Ravon. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he already has a black series figure. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah. And just be like, you gotta be, cause if you bring a person back, then you're expected to like be faithful to that person's backstory. Otherwise, why did you do it then? Just make a new character. If you're not going to, you know, that complaint, right? Like when we see this in comic book films where they change a component of a character's backstory and people freak out about it, freak out. They go completely nuts. Because you've changed a little thing about their past that ruins the character or, or changes the fabric of the character. Like, if you're going to do that in Star Wars, don't bring that EU baggage or or don't bring too much of it because it, it it'll it'll get it'll get really really bad out there. All right, so uh, what else have we got here? So their their contact also told Star Wars Newsnet that the timeline is hundreds of years prior to prior to the Skywalkers. So think Star Wars meets Lord of the Rings. And again, this is one of those things that like the on the nose wordage, verbiage, you know, like. I, but I, I, I do think it sounds pretty cool. Like I, I would like to see an older iteration of Jedi that look and carry themselves a little bit more like elves from Lord of the Rings. Yes. More wise, more, more savvy with the force. Yeah, more like, Qui-Gon-ish. Yeah, like yeah. something a little more ethereal, serene, before they became destroyed from the inside. Like that I'd like to see that from from an older form of Jedi. Like and I, I guess I would also like to see them away from Coruscant. At, at yeah, like start, them feuding right? like the elves, like we can't go to war. Like we can't involve ourselves. And and that's the tap dance, right? Like if you're dealing with Jedi who are like peaceful and serene and always at balance and blah 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 hippies these guys are if they're never going to fight we got some boring movies coming so at some point they're going to have to introduce that that conflict for the jedi but i'd love to see them go like how cool would it be to go back to jedi in its prime Mm. and see those temples completely abuzz or i love that kind of stuff even back to acto like i think that'd be really cool and again as a creator i don't know if i'd want to be shackled to that in any sort of real way you know well they kind of have no choice if you're gonna go i mean we the first jedi temple is on act two it's it's part of canon everybody knows that so if you're gonna do that then you kind of have no choice to go back to oh yeah if you're gonna do the first jedi you're going back to act two at some point um yeah exactly i would like to see the jedi and this would be like a you know long game storytelling but seeing the jedi slowly but surely making wrong choices on their way to falling apart from the inside so that you know they would they would 
whatever temples they're in on whatever planets, they'd slowly move up and be like, you know, defeat the Sith and then move in to, to that, those digs on Coruscant and build the Jedi te- temple atop that. So you could make it feel cinematically like a victory for the Jedi. But in the back of our minds, we know that down the line, the Sith are going to completely eat you guys to pieces yep. from the inside. And, and you know, all because, you know, the, the Jedi Temple on Coruscant is built atop a Sith Temple. Exactly. You know, like, so, so what do you guys think? Do you think it's a safe bet in the long run that the Force will be a part of this movie and, like, the subject matter within this movie? Oh, yeah. The, I don't – you can't – you can't – to me, you can't do a Star Wars trilogy if the, if the Force and the Jedi Well, that, that's what's interesting. You th- think about it. You, you, I mean, at one point, they might have to, right? Like – you want you don't want to always keep having to go to that well. Like look at Rogue One, right? Yes, they kind of went to it a bit, but not all that much. Like these guys can be doing something different too, you know, world building with uh, having a war amongst people without the Force, or you know, maybe we get that Jedi Mandalorian war. Ooh, that would be pretty epic. That'd be that'd be nuts. That, no, that would be actually, no, nuts. Filoni called shotgun on that. <laughs> Well, listen, Benioff and Weiss aren't directing. You know, they're writing and I think producing. Hmm. So if they want to, if they want Dave Filoni to direct, you know, he, that that's done. Unless unless Dave Filoni would also want to write it, but that's neither here nor there. We're jumping ahead. Uh, then the last thing in the report: <clears throat> filming starts in the fall, and art departments are in the design phases now, as the script is being finalized. That is all I know, but I am 95% confident that this is accurate. Hmm. So, taking that at face value, like I, I'm, I have my skepticism over all of this. Partially because I think, like, like I said, it's too on the nose, and partially because yeah, it almost sounds too good to be true. So I'm, my guard is up. But if this is accurate, then maybe our wait for the next film may not be so bad. Like if they start shooting this fall, they might, we might have a movie. Christmas 2020 or May 2021. Yeah, maybe they want that May slot back. And so maybe May 2021 is 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 the date. Or maybe Christmas 2020 if they really push it. So that that would be pretty cool. Uh, and if you know if we think back to episode uh, 164, uh, we had that we we talked about uh, the Fanthatrax report and they revealed a couple of business name, names being registered by Lucasfilm. Uh, series three productions UK Limited and EE Industries UK Limited, which they believe to be the first film in the Ryan Johnson trilogy, and they they also noted that you know just because the business name is registered, doesn't mean that production is starting, only that it will begin soon. So the puzzle pieces could be all be on the table here that maybe you know uh, series three productions maybe that's the the Benioff and Weiss, Weiss guys. Hmm. You know, and I think that maybe the thing that is underpinning this report, maybe pointing it to have it having some accuracy. And again, like I said, these guys are usually pretty accurate. And even though he says to take it with a grain of salt, like he's also pretty confident in this assessment. So I'm kind of right there as well. Well, and, you know, and I thought, well, you know what? We only have to wait a couple more weeks. We'll hear something at Star Wars Celebration, <laughs> and then. Uh, so far, nothing on future filmmakers. So maybe we will have to sit and wait, which will be sad. 
anyway, what do you guys out there think? Let us know. All right, let's before we jump into our questions from Powerful Friends here, let's let's plug the Powerful Friends and take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. If you guys are listening to this on the main feed, you could get access to this podcast much sooner on our Patreon feed at patreon.com slash tumbling saber. If you want to support what we do, head over there and from just two bucks a month, you can get in, become a powerful friend, get a bunch of exclusive podcasts, our newsletters, early release, ad-free podcasts, a whole bunch more. And we'd love to see you there because we have a great, uh, really, really great and supportive uh, fan community. And we'd love to see you be a part of it. So check it out, patreon.com slash tumbling saber. All right, so we've got a couple questions in this week, boys. Shall we get to it? Yeah, I'm here, Corey. I think Corey went to to the washroom. Oh well, that's that's too bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Dave's in first, and Dave has a question. It goes, "We've always had Iris out and the director's name on the saga films. In episode nine, will we see Iris out and quote the end? I know what you guys." think already i reckon but but kick it around may the force be with you dave thank you dave what do you thank think, you Carlos? dave and uh first i want to thank dave for picking up a oh jesus t-shirt at tpublic.com slash user slash carlos creates <laughs> nice <laughs> uh yeah uh can't wait to see a picture of dave uh, sporting that t-shirt uh That's thanks for the question Thanks for the question, Dave. Uh, what do I think? Um, I I doubt we're gonna get a the end because they're gonna leave they're gonna leave it open, just like uh, what Ryan Johnson did um, with Broom Boy at the end of the Last Jedi. I think we're gonna get something similar to end this this film, just to let us know that uh, nudge nudge wink wink, it's never really over. Yeah, I I think the answer is no as well because I do believe deep down that they'll continue with these characters at some point. And, you know, I've said this before, but while I think that we will get films from these characters in the future, I think they can get away with it and not be called liars. Like, even, And, of course, they will be called liars. Of course. What? <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't have it be about the Skywalkers. And that's how you disassociate. That's, that's the loophole where yeah. you say, you know, Ray's taking on this different faction from the other side of the galaxy from the unknown unknown regions it's not anything to do with the legacy of luke or vader any of that it's it's disconnected totally so i i think that's the way out there but i i, I want them to put some sort of the end notation on this you know like if they spend the next eight months you know playing this up to as the conclusion and they are like oscar isaac has has not he said that like three times now in public, I think mm-hmm. that is the conclusion. And I, I think if you're going to put that out there, lean into it and put a bow on it. And I, part of the power and the marketing appeal of this film is, is, you know, relying on the understanding that this is the final thing, the final chapter. So like put that exclamation point on it. And, you know, I guess you can give some sort of, yeah, like give some sort of out of the norm cue that this is the end of the Skywalker story. Like if nine ends and they've hinted at a new enemy out there, or you know if they leave the status of Kylo and Rey up in the air, nobody's gonna believe them. 
I don't. Yeah. Think, I think it's a poor idea. As much as I think they're going to do it, I think it's a bad idea to call this movie the conclusion, but then wink at us and go, "Yeah, but those guys over there are trouble." You know what I mean? Like it's it's not so satisfying if I know you're you're just going to do this ten years from now. So do something out of the norm. Put I, I'm all for it. Put the end at, in the credits. I'm totally down with that. And then a po- then then they have like a post credits. Like everybody gets up and leaves, and then there's a post credit scene that like half the people missed. Oh boy, yeah, and that's where you stick it. Yeah, that's the post credit scene is where some like yeah some ship from the unknown regions comes wobbling in, all banged up. They you know they or, they, they pick it up. Or, and, <laughs> who, who's on board? And you find this like long or, or Ezra stumbles off the ship. Yeah, I was gonna say Ezra or. Uh, you see Snap uh, Wexley like uh, off a coke binge. Like, <laughs> what happened, everybody? Guys, where did everybody they have go? Great burgers on that side. <laughs> uh, I found it, Chick Fil A over there, guys. Let's go. Yeah, I think uh, we're, we're gonna get something, man. It's gonna be because uh, we, we know for a fact we're not done with Ezra. We are not done with no. But again, that is something like. You know, I feel like certain creators get a certain grouping of characters and like nobody else is going to touch Ezra but Dave Filoni. Yeah. So you think it's going to stay animated? I think so. I don't think we'll see Ezra live action. That's cool, man. I don't know. Either way, it's just uh, they're whether they say the end or not, we know it's not. So I, I, I think they're, they'll try to play it up as much as possible that it is, but they'll never write it down. Because then you have no plausible deniability at that point. Yeah, that's right. Or, you know, make the ending. Don't do something stupid like that. Don't hint at another threat. Be like Return of the Jedi. And just make like when you watch Return of the Jedi, you don't go. Yeah, but, you know, they really hinted at this first order group. Like the Empire was dead. Episode six, Return of the Jedi, is the perfect ending. There's the there's no reason to think that they would they were going to go forward, right? Like there's nothing. That was that no, was, was the a, end of their struggle. It was a perfect ending, or well, they they ended off the other two movies well, um, because of the of the the three pronged battle. To, to to defeat evil which was great but uh, they took a long time in that movie to get to the good stuff um, my, my hope is that th- this one is a bit better <laughs> uh, I hope there's not a lot of uh, not to uh, not to trample on uh, the tumbling saber patreon campaign but I hope there's not a lot of cannon fodder <laughs> for <laughs> for the first uh, hour and 20 minutes where it's like, is this thing going anywhere? Uh, I doubt it. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be more like revenge of the Sith uh, in the sense that it's going to be nonstop. uh, Just uh, uh, when you watch revenge of the Sith for the first time, did you, did you feel when, did you feel anxiety when you were in the theater? Because it starts off and there's this huge battle over Coruscant. And then uh, you you start seeing Anakin's turn a little, and you get the drums, 
and that humming in the background where you know that obviously we know he's becoming Darth Vader, but I find it's the, the pacing of the film just leads to this anxious, like this, this, the precipice of, of, of this, the thing you've been waiting for, for, I don't know how many years, but they played it up really well. Oh yeah. Yeah. For something you knew was coming, it's still really well executed and how tragic it is. So that's it. So now, now we know for, we, uh, okay. 99% of star Wars fans have no idea how this is going to end as opposed to what they did with revenge of the Sith and revenge of the Sith is still really, really good. So if, what if they build up that anxiety? What if JJ really takes the, the uh, a little bit of the keys from revenge of the Sith, as opposed to last Jedi, uh, not last Jedi, but return of the Jedi. So three instead of six, and gives us more of that because there was it was very anticlimactic. Um, he definitely, he definitely gave us anxiety in the Force Awakens, man. That opening scene with like, you know, the stormtroopers coming in on, onto the transports. Uh, yeah, yeah, like that's like I, I had a, I've told this story many times, but it was that was not good for me, and that did not help that scene. I'm, I'm always, always super anxious and like. For any Star Wars film, it's crazy. It's as if I made but the are film you, myself. Were you, but were you like, if you were to watch Return of the Jedi in theaters now, would you be anxious or would you be like, okay, when are they getting to the good stuff? Because this is crap. No, I, I'd be, I'd be anxious in the sense that yeah, it's Star Wars in theater, but no. I, uh... I mean, come on, because you can't compare three to six, right? As far as the movie going experience. Uh... Well, three is a weird one because. Because we knew it was going to happen. Like, I remember watching it and being like, this is a really good movie. I know Obi-Wan lives. I know Anakin turns to Vader. I know Padme dies. I know the twins are born. I know that will be planted as the seed of hope. So I, I was like blown away by how spectacular the movie turned out to be. But there was no, there was like, it, I, you know, to, I guess to answer your question, no, I wasn't very anxious because I knew the ending. Yeah, but even the, I don't know. I knew the ending as well, but I was like, "How are they gonna do it? How are they gonna do it?" You know, I was I was looking, I was watching that movie. I remember the I was uh, went to the <laughs> funny the Colosseum, the Colossus in in Laval to watch it, and um, on opening night, and uh, it was uh, I, I was I was sitting there thinking, "Okay, I know this is gonna happen, but how are they gonna do it?" And there was and and the soundtrack, the. The the sound design for the film was like a very like there was that hum in the background and you know when Anakin's uh, standing on the balcony as a tear and there's the sunset or a coruscant and yeah. then just that just that that driving I don't know it just played anxiety yeah. to me and yeah, you know for sure you know something know, bad's on the horizon something's yeah. imminent and we all know Yoda is gonna survive right we all know that and we all know that. Obi-Wan was the master and, and uh, Anakin was the Padme, uh, the Padme, the Padawan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, Padme, or, and, and Palpatine becomes Emperor. Yeah, like, but, yeah but, all that we knew. And, but you see Yoda, like there's the, the Jedi Purge, Order 66. And you're like, well, we know Yoda survives, but holy cow. <laughs> like for him to feel the force and just like decapitate two stormtroopers right there, uh, two clones. Like the way he did it, the way he he felt what was happening and was able to defend himself. Like, yeah, we know he survives, but holy shnikes, that was badass, <laughs> right? It, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I, I I guess that's the way to 
counterbalance the fact that everybody knows exactly how this goes is to is to make it spectacular. So do you think JJ is going to go more in the in the sense of create that anxiety uh, from from episode three, or is he going to go more? Let's schlep it like episode six. No, I think well they I, they've described it as a war film. They, so it's so it's a Revenge of the Sith then. I think so. It's, yeah, it's going to have ah, that, that. I'll be honest. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, Kylo would be the the center in that case. But yeah, I, I'm, I, know, I think Kylo and Ray is like the, the the emotional core of the movie, and then we're like everybody else is just it's it's going to be just battle after battle. Like our ears are going to be ringing for days after after we walk out of the theater. Hey, bring it back to Dave's question. Like, I think what Kyle said, like Return of the Jedi, it's almost as if you see the the end there. It's it's so fitting that perfect like snapshot of the family there. I don't know, like that just spells the end to me, kind of. But it's actually a really good question, and I never really thought about it. And now that I have thought about it, I think it's absolutely completely plausible and i can go either way on it like i wouldn't be disappointed if it said the end you know what i mean i wouldn't say oh that's cliche but uh i think it'd kind of be fitting and in the theater it would give us that punch in the gut kind of like the end it doesn't necessarily mean the end but i don't want that uh necessarily what jj does with his ambiguous endings you know i'd like to have something come full circle here and he could do that like uh oscar isaac has said this is the end of the Skywalker saga, you know, this is it definitively. So I hope they do hold true to that. And, you know, they could possibly still leave other doors open without necessarily ruining that aspect of it. You know, like everything should come full circle uh, with this one. So I, I don't know. It, well, it would mean, be like, nice. This, this, this particular trilogy has kept a very like narrow scope, right? It's, it's, there's not a ton of world building that's happened in this, in this, you know, I guess episode seven and eight, it's largely about a few, a handful of characters and it's been like a really intimate story. So like, once the first order goes down, you know, you, you, you've got that return of the Jedi style ending where the empire's fallen. So if, if JJ's going to leave the door open, like, how do you do that again? Like, how do you, how do you do that? I guess you don't need to, right? Like if you could just, you could just kill off the first order. Everybody has a big party. Everybody goes home. And then 10 years later, Oh look, we're back with another movie. This whole time there was these, these bad guys in that corner of the galaxy. Who knew they could do it's, that. They could never look the, the force does its own thing, right? Like no matter what you do at one point, darkness is going to rise again at one point and light's going to rise to meet it. Like it's, it's always, it's going to be slick cyclical in this, in this thing, unless it comes to an end somehow. And I've said that's a possibility for this film as well. I mean, that's that's Luke's whole thing is is to put an end to that cycle. And maybe he can't do anything to stop that cycle in the end. How dare but... you? How dare you defend Luke? <laughs> <laughs> you mean I'm, Mark I'm, Hamel? I'm, go I'm, I'm going to change.org right now. <laughs> Guys, episode nine title. Balance. Restored. Sight. Return of the balance. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling you, Re man, like revenge of the balance. <laughs> if they're making us wait till celebration for the title, it had better be a really good title. 
I said that last week, eh, Dave? That uh, the abbreviation of the film might spend spell E-N-D. So there might be that too, but that would seem a little more cheesy, I think. Oh, that would be so cheesy. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I think we, we all agree that they won't do it. They won't say the end. I think they maybe should. Or you know what they'll do it? They'll do, it'll be another hundred years after the events of episode nine. And it'll be 3PO and R2, 3PO yammering away while R2 is projecting the story for a group of children. As like in the next series of films or like an after credit scene? No, it's like like the end of the films, kind of like, you know, like kind of like fading out. And then 3PO could be like, and that is the story of whatever to like the, this generation that's, you know, several generations after the fact with R2, you know, having the wills and the journals within him. If you, you, you have the potential to like crush the saga in its tracks at that point. You yeah, just, you. If you, you know, let's say, let's say, let's say they had a, a scene like that where it's R two with a, with a projection and C three PO is narrating this whole story, and he goes, and from that point forward, we all lived in peace, and that was a hundred years ago. That's it. <laughs> There's nothing else coming, unless, of course, you put you just don't have C three C three PO and R two as a part of it. Meh. I always like that whole thing where R2 is storing the information and retelling it after it was all said and done. Yeah, I would love it if R2 told the story about how 3PO got destroyed. <laughs> destroyed by Carlos? <laughs> no. Like, uh, you destroyed him. Okay, no, you we don't have to go there, him. but I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't mind if R2 survives and he tells the story. Or we get the crawl and we know that R2 is the one who who's telling us about the crawl. But... Since there's no crawl after that, then R2 is lost in a battle or something with Leia, which would be like kind of poetic justice if R2 and Leia go out together. Yeah, then just throw the Falcon and Chewie out too. Come on. Watch your mouth. That's that's This is where we stop the question before Corey really oversteps. Let the past die, Kyle. Kill it if you must. Oh, my yep. God. You guys are sick bastards. All right, Dave. <laughs> great question, my friend. And we've got Rick in with a question as well. Rick says, assuming there's no new movie coming in 2020, what are you most likely to revisit in its absence? We'll always have new comics and a few novels to kick around, but without a movie, our visual media is left to TV. Will that be enough or will there be a need to, quote, fill the void? Will the streaming shows feel enough like mini events or will they become the new norm? Can't wait to hear what you have to say. Cheers and may the force be with you, Rick. All right, Corey, what do you I think? I love this question. It is a great yeah, question. I, it is a good question. Like, but I, I honestly, Rick, I think we're going to be absolutely fine. Like with what we know we have coming. Uh, either way, even 2020, we don't get anything. Uh, it's not going to be a very long lull. Like we're going to know most likely at that point what is coming. So I'm, I'm, I'm on board with the sentiment of let's let the force awaken again in the sense that, you know, I've always been an advocate for saying the friend, let, let the franchise breathe a bit, you know, like give it some room. And I think, you know, I don't know if it's a sign of whatever this and this statistically, but I think Disney and Lucasfilm have kind of taken a hint from solo, right? Like 
uh, Iger said it himself, like, we got to kind of let these films uh, have their own time to shine and maybe not necessarily try and try, uh, cram the schedule. So I'm, I'm kind of for that. Like, granted, I want to see the content, but we're getting so much. Like, there's video games, books. Uh, they're going to keep us salivating, man. There, there's so much to do. Like, there's whatever you, tickles your fancy. There's something out there for you. Like, you can even go back at this point. We'll most likely have the seventh season of Clone Wars. So you can watch everything in its entirety. You can go rewatch Rebels. Like, we'll still have Resistance. Like, these new video games that are coming out, too. Like, if, if you're into that, you know, the comics and books are going to be there. Plus, we haven't even hit the streaming service yet. Like, we don't know what that's going to be like to us. And when you think of that, it's like, okay, how many times have you guys seen Star Wars movies? Each one. I wish what, I knew. What would you say? Yeah, exactly. So, for the most part, I don't think we're necessarily, depending on the quality of the episodes, but, I mean, I go back to the animated stuff regularly to rewatch it. And I have to think it's going to be the exact same thing with the the Mandalorian and the uh, Cassian Andor show as well. I don't think we're going to give them, like, when they first come out, it's going to be like, woo! And, but for sure, we're going to go and rewatch that episode, like, five, six times probably in the first month. I wonder After, about that. I would think so. We're probably going to hear such cool things. Oh, did you see this in the background? Did you see that? Oh, got to go rewatch. Like, we're going to be absolutely fine. Like, we haven't experienced the streaming service yet. And again, I, I'm down with letting it breathe and maybe letting uh, Lucasfilm uh, come up with their, do their indie thing for a year. Let indie shine for a year, you know? Just, uh, sometimes it's nice also to hit the reset button as well. Like, just, you know, a little palette cleanser in between the star wars so we have a lot of it coming and i'm down with waiting so yeah 2020 we'll have plenty to do i'm not worried you want to follow that up carlos yeah i think that uh something rick uh says is actually quite important and he says will the streaming shows feel enough like many events or will they become the new norm and unfortunately what they're going to become the they're going to become the new norm yep. and when we don't get them that's when the the wah squad is going to come out in full force <laughs> um so they're going to have to make sure that these things come out and gut punch us as opposed to drips i i don't want like what they're doing with resistance and what they did with the animated stuff uh, on uh, uh released on a weekly basis I truly believe that it's a mistake for them to do that with the live action stuff. I, I want to have it all. It needs to be an event. It needs to be uh, something that we binge as opposed to a weekly thing where you just, it gets drawn out. And then there's, you know, that's fine for the animated stuff. Uh, but uh, I want this to be an event because when you go to uh, watch a movie, or a movie comes out, you have that anticipation of the release, and then bam, you have it. So I think there's more effect, and there's there's it's it's a greater effect on fandom to have something that you can bam, you have it. Maybe they walk a middle road where it's like we'll we'll give you the first three episodes because that's an arc. And then we'll take a week or two off. We'll slip in a couple of Clone Wars episodes. You know, that's an arc. And then we'll return. We'll go back to, to Mandalorian. We'll drop a few more episodes. Maybe maybe that's a, a, a different way to tackle it. 
Yeah, maybe, but what that does is it creates a no, it creates it creates a a level of expectation that you know that this week you're getting this and next week you're getting that and then you got to wait two weeks and then you're going to get this, whereas opposed to you get smacked in the face. Here's eight episodes. Suck on it, boom, and then it's like everybody's hair's blown back and then you're going to have the rush for the people to watch it all in the first eight hours and so that they exactly. can tweet about it on on Twitter. I think. I, I would prefer that. Personally, I know, I'm still I'm still super confused on that. Like we had talked about it, like you said, Carlos. Like there's probably gonna be guys that go right to the last episode just to be like, I saw what happened at the end, and I'm gonna tweet it out, or just be the guy with the glory. I, I don't know, man. Like I'm kind of down with, uh, yeah, whatever. They could do it Netflix style and just drop everything at the same time. I, I don't know. It's up to you to see how you enjoy it but i I don't want to be stressed and or rushed about it either you know well and that's that's the thing like if they drop it all you're gonna have to just back off social media unless you want to be spoiled because you will if you go out there you someone will stay up all night and watch them all and then be careless about talking about spoilers look if they release it on uh on on the streaming service let's say sunday night while we're recording uh, and uh, the recordings go until 11, 30, 12 o'clock. I work in the morning. I probably won't watch it. So I'm going to be staying off social media anyways until the next day when I can watch it because you know there's going to be some jack turd that's going to be like, blah, blah, blah. Did you guys see the episode? I can't believe this happened. And it's like, oh, man. like, like I, yeah, I, somebody... I, I don't even have I don't even have a 24-hour grace period. People are going to screen screenshot stuff, put that up there. It's it, it will be like you. There will be. It's one thing to see a tweet where you go like ah, and you can just kind of turn away and maybe not read the whole tweet. But someone puts a, a picture in a tweet or on, in, in Facebook, you can't unsee it. It's done. So I I don't know. I don't know if they're going to try and. I think there's there's factors going into this that we don't consider. Like how will they sustain? How will they drive sustained traffic? After the, the, the Disney service launches initially, Ooh, imagine it's once a month, one episode a month. Oh God, now that's that's too much because well, that for me that turns into what what happens with Walking Dead, where they take a, that that mid season break, and I every I I, I would loot my interest would dip every time they do that. I don't want to wait eight weeks. I'm sorry, I I can't. I'm not waiting for you. I have other things <laughs> to do with my life. Yeah, but it's Star Wars. You're gonna watch it. I will for sure. I absolutely. <laughs> it, I will. it wouldn't. But it wouldn't surprise me either if they did that once a month. That would be awesome, actually, because it keeps people subscribed. Exactly. Like Kyle said, the the traffic factor. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Because you know, somebody might go and go. Uh, you know, I'm gonna watch if they if they drop the, you know, the the Clone Wars and Mandalorian at once. Somebody might go. All right, I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna pay for a month's service. I'm going to binge Binge. both shows and then cancel my subscription. I'll I'll pay for one month. And then I'll just jump back on when new stuff comes. Yeah. And I don't, I, they will not want that. Disney will not want people doing that. Guys, we're probably going to get an episode a month. It it was, it was what? uh, 10 episodes or eight episodes for the Mandalorian. Uh, I think they brought it back down to eight. I think they brought it back to eight. So you're talking about eight months. They're going to guarantee people being on the service for eight months. If they do it that way. Uh, at this point, I'm not even surprised anymore. If that, it, you know what? And it, it's kind of better than weekly because it gives us a month to digest what happened and all the like the 
like for an Obi-Wan, let's say for an Obi-Wan six to eight episode thing that they wanted to do, right? Or what they're rumored and rumored and doing. Like instead of releasing them all in one shot, you drag it out that way. And now if you have a movie coming at the end of 2021, well, you have something every month that tides you over until that movie comes. Yeah, but I also think we forget just how much stuff is going to be on this service. There, Like, every MCU film will be there. Every Star Wars film. Countless TV series. Countless National, other movies. Like National Geographic. You, I, I, We are canceling our cable late at some point this year before the service comes. And we'll be doing Netflix and Disney+. Plus. That will be our TV service. And I am certain we will have more stuff available to us than we can possibly deal with like no i have no doubt about that so i i don't know what the answer is and whatever they do whether it's drop it all so we can binge or space it out whether it's weekly or every two weeks or drop a clump of episodes at once or do it in arcs fine whatever your rationale is i know you're trying to keep me hooked they have to find that balance of keeping me really really frothing at the mouth for more content and then like Sat- scratching that itch. Too. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you, they don't want people to, to get cold. So there's a fine oh. line to walk. I'm, I'm sure they are test grouping like, like living daylights out of this stuff. Yeah. I hope so, man. Like that streaming service has got to be spot on, man. Like I'm one of those people that gets frustrated easily with like, like, okay, I clicked here. It's not working. Like, Oh, like, I don't know. Just uh, hopefully it's very uh, user-friendly and not overly complicated. Yeah. And I mean, yes, it's got to be, it's got to be simple. I mean, it's Disney. They are here for kids for the most part. They have, kids have to learn how to work this thing at some point. Well, look, there's the experiments of, of Netflix and, and um, uh, Hulu and, and CISO and all these streaming services. Uh, they had the the luxury of um, cherry picking what's the best of each of them. To to, to I think they're going to blow our socks off of what they offer. Oh yeah, and even if and even if they don't, guess what? Marvel and Star Wars. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, like in, in my brain, I'm buying a Marvel and Steve uh, Marvel and Star Wars streaming service later this year. That's what I'm doing. Yep, and I'll have bonus content for my kids. That's that's the way I'm looking at it. But I, I'm I'm in with Rick. I've said this before. I think the streaming service will become the biggest deal. It's the new norm. It will be the where we go between films to to spend a lot of time and rewatch things. Like I I, I thought about this in, in, in thinking about Rick's question. Like I, I typically don't rewatch episodes, like the Daredevil series on Netflix. I watch them once. When I'm finished, I'm finished. Uh, I've not gone back to watch an, a, a single episode. Nothing. It's over for me when it's done. What about Rebels? If it's on TV, I'll watch it. If I've never, I, I have every Rebels episode on my PVR. Never ever gone back to watch an episode. Have You're you watched any seasons of The Walking Dead? Nope. Okay, so you don't you don't go back and rewatch shows. Uh, I I did do it. I started a rewatch of the Clone Wars, and then I I lost momentum and and I haven't started that again. That was the one and only time where I went back and said I'm going to re- look at these episodes again because generally I, if I watch it once, 
And it's weird. Like, I watch a movie dozens of times, but I won't go back and watch a TV show. That's weird. It is weird. Like, Rebel, Re- Rebels and Clone Wars are, are both two things that I keep going back to that well, man. Well, I, I watched um, the season three finale of Rebels today, just be, only because it was on. Yeah, I watched it too, man. So good. Sato. No. <laughs> so good. So, yeah, so that's... If it's on, I watch it. Otherwise, it's 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 history for me. But maybe that that will have to change with the streaming service, where I will need to go back and rewatch Mandalorian episode three because I didn't understand what was happening, or just or, rewatch or, Rebels because it was just so incredibly amazing. Or we watch like uh, there's like new stuff that kind of puts. Uh, episode three, like you were saying, of Mandalorian, into focus, like with Easter eggs. So you go back and try to see, you know, like w- we'll always end up going back and like uh, have stuff recontextualized, right? Absolutely. So that that's the fun part. Not only that, um, Harley and Carter are getting older, and they're going to be watching these shows over and over again. You're going to be watching them too. So it's it's going to be coming back for sure, for sure, for sure. We're going to be watching them again. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I mean, this, yeah. it's a new era uh, of programming of Star Wars that we have. To, we're gonna have to get used to it, and I think it's gonna be pretty easy to get used to it. I think they're gonna do some really good stuff. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't wait to like get back to the Clone Wars once having seen episode uh, season seven, like just watching it again now as a whole. Yeah, well, I, I want to go back to something else Rick said, like. Will the streaming shows feel enough like mini events or will they become the new norm? I, I think it's both in the end, because when, when we watch an episode of resistance or whatever animated show they're on, they do like Lucasfilm does the whole thing. Like it's, you get posts across social media, you get you know, the, uh, the, the preview on a Wednesday and then you watch the episode and then you go back and you get like, now they're doing buckets list before they had rebels recon they might do all of that. Like they, they would want to want to generate, keep their name in the news every week or you know, whatever period they choose to release these episodes in. They would want to do this every single time. Be talking about these shows, this, this property all the time, as opposed to like, if you, if you drop, if you put it all to binge, you can't. Yeah, you that's, don't, you, that's a good point. That's a very good point. You can't, un, you can't do a Rebels recon to unpack each episode or do a little featurette. You could tack them into the streaming service for sure, but there's no timely way to share those online because people will do it at their own pace. Or maybe they come up with a new creative timetable to do that kind of thing. And I'm not thinking fourth dimensionally. Doc Brown would hate me. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's, it, it's, it's a, it's a, like I said, it's a new era. And I, I, I'm, I'm super excited for it. But like we talked about with uh, the Benioff and Weiss, Weiss story, it, you know, the, if if they really rush and if they start filming this fall, I, I, you know, there's an outside chance of Christmas 2020 for a movie. And, you know, that would give us 12 months between episode nine and, uh, you know, the first movie in their series, which is nothing. Considering we we will we'll still get a casting and or show in the mix as well, but yeah, and then you know if all else fails, we still have episodes one through nine to, to lean back on. And Obi Wan, it's coming. 
Like there's there's going to be so much stuff to lean on, whatever the wait is. I'm I'm pretty sure that 2021 is the the latest we'll have to wait. In worst case scenario, it's it's you know Christmas 2021. Worst case, I think. And I think we'll have a lot of stuff to to fill that time. All right, anything else on this, guys? Um, that's it. Well, I think we're good. We are good, Rick. We are absolutely spoiled, man. I, yeah, on all fronts. <laughs> Seriously. And I, I also read a ton. I, I read as many comics as I can digest. I, I'm the novels. I'm all over this year. I, I can I can uh, attest to that. I, I, I went to my uh, comic book shop yesterday, picked up my most recent Star Wars pull. I'm, I'm pretty up to date on that. And then I go into my bedroom I see Kyle just crouched down in the corner, like he's got a comic in his hand. He's like, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's absolutely true. Not, although I wasn't tucked into the corner like Gollum. I was, yeah. <laughs> the kids were watching Willow and I was just sitting on the floor reading a couple comics that I had not yet seen. Cause I'm still waiting for my, my delivery service. So maybe I'm going to cancel my polls list and just go read Corey's, let him pay for it. And I'll just, you know, put them back on the shelf. <laughs> it's an idea. It's a good one. You know what I'm seeing people do? Like they'll they'll buy their comic and print, and then they'll, they'll sell their digital code. Hmm. I'm seeing that. For, That's a good idea. People are like I'm seeing people do that for comics, uh, for uh, movies. They buy the Blu-ray, but then they'll sell the digital code for the digital the download. That's actually quite smart. And granted, it's you know one buck for the comic or two bucks or. Five bucks it can be the that comics code? are three ninety nine, four ninety nine US. No, I get it, but you know, if someone can recoup a dollar or two from the digital code, oh hell yeah, I'm it, I'm all for it. I should do that. Go for it. There you go. There's there's an idea for you. I I appreciate it. <laughs> I'll buy all your codes for ten bucks, Corey. No. <laughs> In perpetuity. One, yes. One million dollars. Mwah. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, Dave, Rick, thank you guys so much for the questions. You guys made this podcast so much better. Uh, if you guys out there want to be part of this podcast in the future, send your questions in to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. We'll get your question onto a future podcast. Also, big shout out to Rob Wade, the big man from Talk Star Wars and Emotionally14.com, where you'll find the E14 endorsed program, which you can learn more about at emotionally 14 Dot com. Go check that out. And also be sure, be sure to check out our friends at the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Whatever you like about Star Wars, someone at the pod, at the Commonwealth Network is podcasting about it. So we encourage you to ch- go check it out. StarWarsCommonwealth.com or on iTunes as a podcast provider. We're all there. Do it. So gents, with all this out of the way... Carlos, where can people find you on the old social media machine? Everybody can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at CCandidoMusic. Uh, you could search for me on Facebook. My music page is at, uh, at Carlos Candido. And um, if you want to support me, I'm looking to uh, to get a few more patrons on board. Um, Aren't we all? For- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to... Um, throw a bit more value my way uh, for, for what I'm doing right now and the stuff that I'm producing, the stuff that's coming. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm five months ahead of, uh, of where we are right now. And 
Um, yeah, uh, just go to Cardos Creates at uh, patreon.com slash Cardos Creates. And for as little as three bucks a month, uh, you could be a patron, join the community, and uh, you will not regret it. Like real big things are happening right now. So big, go ahead. Huge. Huge. What about you, Corey? Well, let me just say, guys, that uh, I was happy to be back in the saddle tonight. And uh, I had fun with you guys. And I, I look forward to doing this again. <laughs> but <laughs> in, in the meantime, everybody can find me at Chop Rules with a Z on Twitter. And uh, don't forget our closed Facebook group where you can fully geek out. And that's uh, Tumbling Saber. And uh, yeah, man, join us there. Absolutely. We got a, a good Facebook group going. Come join us there. And uh, otherwise, you'll find me at Tumbling Saber on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, that'll do it. That's where you'll find us. That's where you can connect with us. And, you know, we'll talk about all things comics and Star Wars and you name it. We'll, we'll, we're, we're here to talk about it. So that's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to episode 168. Have yourselves a great week and we'll talk soon. Struggle for the answers. Questions frighten me. Circles getting wider. It's harder just to see. Oh my